This is the I Went Down to the River podcast. I'm Dan Walton, and I will sit down with fellow alums and talk about what it meant to be a part of the Hawken football program and wear the wings. We share stories of friendship, memorable games, funny moments, and how football made us who we are. You don't need to be on a bus for these tangs. Now let's go down to the river. Today's trip down to the river involves a player who made plays in all three facets of the game as a slot back, defensive back, and return man. You will find his name listed 20 different times in the top 10 record book, evidence of the impact he had in his four years with the varsity program. His senior year, he was elected captain by his teammates and was the recipient of the old board award. He was jersey number 20 on the roster and graduated in 2010. Please welcome to the show, John Wilson. John, how you doing? Doing great, Coach. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. It, it uh, means a lot and excited to to go back down memory lane and, and, and talk with you. John, it's good to see you. It's been a little while, um, mm-hmm. but uh, we go way back to uh, the lower school days, you as a student, and then moving up to the middle school and uh, coaching you on the baseball field, as well as the uh, varsity football field you were in my advisory right. one year so uh, oh yeah um it's been uh it's been fun watching you sort of grow up uh through Hawkin and then uh, now on your own I want to uh I want to go ahead and start off and ask you what your first memory of the Hawkin football program is yeah so I'll say for that I'll go back to as you mentioned to, to middle school um you know seventh grade uh I had never played uh, football before, uh, I was a soccer, baseball, basketball growing up, you know, when you're, uh, but didn't play, um, you know, a little tight football or whatever you, whatever they call it now. But, um, and I remember getting, uh, the pads on the first day and, and getting home and I was looking at my mom and I was holding, you know, at the time it was those thick thigh pads and I'm holding these tiny practice pants and I'm saying, mom, how am I supposed to get this pad into this pant? And we spent, and, and, and I maybe put it in three times before I got it to face the right way. Um, and just, I had no idea what I was doing and, you know, with a big knee pad. So I always remember that. And then um, I remember the jog out from, from the middle school locker room where you kind of hooked around the, the one wing of the, the school. I think it was where the science rooms were uh, that long run to the field. And then I just remember, Coach Brent and Coach Davis just <laughs> it was a different type of coaching that I had ever uh, experienced. You know, the uh, having football coaches they're a lot more, uh, you know, a lot different than a soccer coach or something like that. So I always remember that, and it was it was it was great. It was this coaching that I liked, and then uh, I guess from from high school, my first memory would probably be just um, stations, <laughs> first couple two days, uh, and just um, just kind of. Um, being in a little bit of awe of, of seniors um, as a freshman, they just, they were huge to you. Cause you know, you come in as a 14 year old and you're looking at these 18 year olds. It, you're just like, Oh my gosh, these guys hit so hard and, and, uh, and they're huge. So uh, that was definitely the first memory in, in high school, but stations. Yeah. That, that was brutal. <laughs> I like your uh, I like your story about the equipment because it uh, it reminds me of like a couple of times where you'll see like a first year young kid uh, 
either make it all the way out to the field or hopefully just in the hallway and you send them back in to correct it. But you'll see like thigh boards on the hamstrings <laughs> yeah, yeah, <right. laughs> or, you know, the jerseys facing backwards. So the V-necks po- poking down the neck. Right. I remember I could never figure out the belt because it was just, you put it <laughs> in the one side and it disappeared and you had to feed it all the way out to the other side. I could, I remember the first time I did it, maybe it took me 20 minutes. So I was, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> the belt will get you. Yeah, uh, I did many times. <laughs> John, I want to I want to ask you two sort of questions back to back and you can answer them however you'd like. But one is going to be more of a macro look at at a uh, football season. And one of them is going to be more of a micro. The macro, what was your favorite part of the season? And then the micro, what was your favorite part of a specific game week? Yeah, so I'd say the tougher of the question to ask is the obviously the macro one because there's a lot of different things you can pick. Uh, you know, I kind of really liked um, summer practices for for uh, a lot of different reasons, but I think it was just fun when you got out there um, on a warm summer night and it was maybe like from six to nine, I think were the hours that we did and. Um, and you're kind of just, it was kind of just like backyard football when we do seven on seven and stuff like that. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. And there was so much excitement for the season. Um, you know, you, you didn't really, you had all these expectations and you're, you're working hard. And, um, and it was kind of just, you know, there wasn't that, obviously you're not hitting each other. So you're, you're not battled and bruised and stuff like that. So you take that out of it. So I just remember how much fun it was getting together and, and kind of just, you know, like I said, being in the backyard, throwing or throwing the pigskin around. Uh, and then I'd say game week, um, you know, Thursdays, you know, latter in my four years, you know, uh, Fridays earlier, since we got the, the lights while we were there, um, fudge and, uh, you know, running, running the road and, and, uh, you know, doing the, you know, running the hundred was, was always fun. And, and it was just, that was the most palpable, uh, anticipation of a game. And obviously since games, you know, outside of games themselves, but, um, yeah, it was just, it, it was just so much fun. Um, you know, you'd put in your work and you're kind of just make, making sure everything squared off with the game plan. And, and, uh, and then, then you go into Friday at school and you just, every class feels like it's three hours long. It's the, wor- <laughs> so it's it's the worst, least. right? Yeah. It's yeah, the I was worst. Say, you go from the best to the, to the worst, uh, you know, just sitting in, yeah, it's funny. I'm just, what are, what, I'm not retaining anything from this math class right now. Cause <laughs> I'm just thinking about this game. Um, no, don't tell, uh, don't tell coach brand. I said <laughs> <laughs> from a coach standpoint, the, uh, the lull in the day for me is right when school ends to kick to kick off to me that's like that's the stuff that goes the slowest whether you're traveling to another school or not um right i never really enjoyed the bus ride over i'm always kind of like oh great you know what traffic are we gonna see here and yeah are we gonna get there on time or not um you so you had mentioned you were a part of the uh first couple years you were still saturday afternoon and then Mm -hmm. we transitioned to the lights was that Sophomore or junior year that we tried. That was my sophomore year. Sophomore year. Yeah, we did it, yeah. Mm-hmm. What'd you think about that? Um, I mean, there was definitely a lot of excitement um, just from the stereotypical Friday night lights. Um, you know, Ohio Friday night football. Um, 
so that was definitely exciting. Obviously the turf field came with that, which was cool, but um, you know, there definitely was a sense of uh, maybe breaking from a little bit of what the traditional Hawking football program was like, which was those Saturday afternoon games. Obviously there was Friday away games mixed in there, but um, you know, I know for me coming into the program and you look at obviously the very rich history that you were a part of and you know, look at guys like OJ and um, you know, whenever you, whenever you saw those guys, it was, you know, Saturday afternoons. I mean, the, the picture behind you is, it looks like a Saturday uh, afternoon. So there, there definitely was that, um, that feeling of, of breaking away and that's exciting and, and in its own right, because you kind of feel like maybe you're setting off on your own um, chapter uh, and you kind of get to write it from the, from the beginning. Uh, so there was definitely a lot of excitement. Um, but I think maybe I didn't realize it as much at the time, but looking back at it, yeah, you kind of are breaking off a little bit of, of, of what Hawk and football had been up to that time, um, in terms of, you know, when you played, but, uh, maybe not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, but, uh, but yeah, I, I remember that first, that first lights game was, there was a lot of excitement for that. Unfortunately, we, we didn't come out on top, but, um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's nicely put talking about how you had a chance to sort of write a write a chapter separate from the past uh, while yeah. still being a part of it. So just sort of deviate right. off the path in a different direction a little. You mentioned yeah. uh, with the macro uh, comment about liking June mini camp and sort of the uh, those those spring summer evenings of being out there and almost like a backyard feel to it. You know, those were our passing installs. So it was about putting yeah. in, it was about putting that <laughs> passing game in, putting the defensive coverages in um, not a lot of, you know, run game stuff, but the seven right. on seven stuff you were, you guys were a part of going to a, a summer seven on seven. Yes. Yeah. I, I was gonna, I was definitely going to bring that up when we covered senior year. Um, as kind of the moment when you kind of said, okay, I think we, we might be at, onto something here. Uh, cause we went, we went down to Oberlin. Oberlin. Yeah. 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 We can, yeah. we can talk about that now instead of the, uh, yeah. waiting for the senior, uh, senior yeah. review, but what, uh, what'd you think about that? Cause there were some big schools there. That was definitely was. a, from a, from a, what is our passing game and what does our pass defense look like? That was, that was a good yeah. test and we were tested yeah. and, I think you'll speak to, uh, we held up quite well. Yeah. I mean, we went undefeated. I think we, I don't know if they technically crowned a winner, but I crowned our, <laughs> I crowned us the winners. And I think the rest of us did too, but, uh, yeah, I think we went undefeated. And like you said, we were going up. I remember we played Amherst steel. Um, I think we may have scrimmaged a mentor team because they had multiple, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was great. And, and I think we all, felt good about it, but I think we were all maybe a little bit shocked that we didn't lose at all um, or pleasantly surprised. And, and I always remember um, getting back on the bus and the, uh, the linemen coming back on the bus and <laughs> we're all excited. We're like, guys, we, we didn't lose. We won, beat all these schools, um, you know, that have five times as many kids. And I remember Kent Green and Mike Marabito and Charlie, and they're just like, they made us do lineman drills for all day. They're just doing line drills. Yeah, so at, at Oberlin, <laughs> they had all of the linemen. They're like, yeah, bring your linemen. And, you know, we yeah. probably brought like four or five, you know, maybe a half a dozen at most. And other schools brought their whole 
battery of linemen, but they throw them like three football fields <laughs> away from everyone. And they're just like doing these drills nonstop while uh, skill players are playing seven on seven against all these teams. Um, funny yeah. you brought up Amherst because that's a big school. And man, I remember yeah. them early in that game basically trying to play bully ball like you're a a small private school and we're a big public school and you think you're going to compete with us and i think it might have been vote caught like an early pass and they like ragdolled him down to the ground like threw him down they were cheap shot and guys it wasn't it was two hand touch but everything was finished with a push or a throw down i remember them and our response was not like oh no you know this team's getting physical with us and you know it was just, all right, that's how we're going to play. And we answered. Yeah. And like you said, we uh, we rolled through undefeated uh, that Saturday. That was a fun trip back uh, from Oberlin. It was. Day. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, Brian Boat was just very, very thrilled to get thrown to the ground. I'm sure he got up and just walked right back to the huddle and then didn't show any emotion. That's probably <laughs> the worst person you could do that to on our team, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just to your, to your point, it, it just... I think that was very validating for us. We knew at least from from a skill position uh, point of view that we had uh, we had the athletes, we had the skill to really, um, you know, have a great year. And I think that was I think that definitely played into how we started the season and, and kind of got off, um, you know, a great foot and kind of rolled through the, the first half of the season. So I, I was I would definitely credit a lot of our confidence going into the year and into that, um, which was crazy because it was the, I mean, the first year that we had done it. So, um, I don't, I I didn't think going in that I would find it as useful as it ended up being for sure. We, uh, we get vote on the pod and he tells that story. And I think it would sound like it happened yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, You're right. I think you remember the kid's name, his number, (laughs) where he went to college. Yeah. I think you would know all the details. (laughs) Uh, John, what's your, what was your favorite tradition? Oh man, that's tough because there's just so many. I well, I, I have my answer and it's definitely kangaroo court. Um that was that was the best. That was just so much fun with which coach Greece, but um I you know it's it, it was a hard one to to come to a determination for for that question because um I think ones that I really also like are you know walking the road before a game. Um I found that to be um very, very, uh, just, it, it was the right thing to get you in the mode to play. Um, I think you, you had a, a lot of time to mentally lock in on that walk. Um, and it also just doing it all together, um, really kind of, um, brought together that feeling of, of togetherness. Like here, here we are, we're, we're getting here at the same point. Um, you know, and, and just we're ready to go. And so I, I like that one. Um, I mean, there's so many running the road on Thursdays was great. Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Cause there's just so many, uh, you could pick from a, from a handful, but I'll go with those for sure. Yeah. Walking the road on game day. Um, that's like the calm before the storm. Yeah. And you're, like you said, you're doing it as a team. It's, it's, uh, it's not too different than when you're on the bus going to the away game and it's silent kind of the whole way there it's not uh yeah it's not too loud and if it is a little bit of you know conversation going on then when we get close to that opponent's uh school 
someone from the back, one of the captains yells out, quiet up, no more words. And it goes silent until we, until we come to a park. So, um, so court question, (laughs) question, um, were you brought up on more charges or did you bring more charges to the court? It probably was about 50, 50 because (laughs) I probably, I probably knew when I was going to be brought up and then had to find something else. Um, but uh, I, it was just so funny because it became a point where, uh, you know, you're in, you're, you're at class or you're at practice or something and, uh, you know, you do something and instantly, you know, you're like, oh man, that's going to come back to get me. And then everybody just says, court, court. <laughs> uh, and you just knew that uh, right away that you were going to be paying a, paying a fine. Um, but it was just, you know, it, that was, and it kind of falls into the category of zonks, whereas it was a tradition that you only were rewarded with after a win. Um so I, I kind of like that as, you know, not that we needed any additional motivation, but, um, you know, something that you come back from a, from a win and you're all excited. And then there is that click at some point during the next week where you're saying, oh, we have we have court on Thursday because we won. Uh, you know, whenever you remember that, whether it be Monday, Tuesday or wherever. Um, so it was and then we just, you know, we, we always had a blast and Coach Grease was was uh, was the right man for the job to to be the judge who was courted most oh man who's the biggest offender i would say oh man it's probably got to be either like kent green or adam Cantor, um (laughs) just for doing silly stuff um or just embarrassing stuff or in uh yeah i'll go with one of those two guys for sure was was coach grease the uh the judge for all four years I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Was. So it was, uh, it was coach Christie, then coach Greece, then coach. Oh, okay. Got it. Well, was... Those are three great judges. <laughs> you can't go wrong with any of those guys. So John in our, uh, in the introduction for you, I mentioned that your name is um, listed 20 different times in the uh, top 10 record books. That might be for game season or career stats. Um, extremely impressive. And in one of them, uh, you are listed second in career for most points scored um, behind OJ McDuffie. Um, that's a lot of points to be in second place. And that doesn't just happen over a one really phenomenal season um, to make a career. It it takes multiple years. And so I want to go back to that first touchdown of yours and uh, see what you remember, because it was early, early on in your career. And uh, that first time you hit pay dirt in a varsity game. Yeah, well, you know, first I'll say it's very humbling to to hear you to be mentioned in, in that in that same sentence as OJ. I'm sure he's probably two, three times of the number of points. But um, but uh, I, you know, I, I think uh, I have a vague memory of it. Um, it was the R- Richmond Heights freshman year. It was at home on a Saturday. Um, and I think it was later in the game. Cause I think we had a little bit of a lead and, um, and it was just kind of a, I don't know if it was just a power. I don't think it was a counter. I think it was just a power to the right down by the scoreboard. Um, and I don't know. I, I just remember going to the right. I don't remember actually crossing the line. 
Um, but I just kind of remember the flow of where the play went. Um, and then I, I would say the thing I remember more is then that next week, because I think that was week nine. And then that next week uh, we played at Fairport and every, I think the day before or the day of the game, a bunch of people got the stomach bug. Um, and so I, I got to play a little bit more in that game. Um, you know, I, when I was a freshman, we had, uh, you know, phenomenal running back in Greg Corrin, um, who I, I definitely give a lot of credit to in just my own maturation and watching him my freshman year. You talk about early memories of, of Hawking football. One of my one of my favorite and, early, and earliest memories is when he caught a interception against Kirtland, Kirtland and ran it 107 yards the other way. Um, that, and then we ended up, you know, upsetting Kirtland. That was a pretty marquee win for us that year. But, um, but he was a guy that, that I just, like I mentioned earlier, was kind of in awe of watching my freshman year. And, you know, I felt really bad for him, um, getting sick and not being able to play his final game, but, you know, was able to, to play a little bit more there, but, but yeah, so just going back to the first touch, I just remember going right and getting in for maybe five, 10 yards and, uh, yeah. So first touchdown freshman year, are you, uh, is there any celebration or is it act like you, uh, you've been there before, even though it was number I, one, I, you know, I probably wanted to celebrate. Um, but I think, you know, your dad and, and uh, pretty, pretty strongly ingrained in us that there was no, you run through the back of the end zone. There's no celebration. I remember, uh, you know, getting to college and, and people were like, you never, like pulled out a celebration or anything. So that was a very common question. What was your best celebration? I've never really done it. Uh, so no, I, as much as I probably wanted to, uh, definitely no celebration. Gotcha. Um, so we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and start with junior year, um, sort of games or moments that stuck out for you. I have two, um, Mm -hmm. you can go ahead and start with sort of, game team moments, individual moments for yourself or for a teammate, kind of whatever thinking about that junior campaign. Yeah, I remember it being kind of a mixed year. Um, we were pretty light um, in numbers. I think, uh, you know, the senior class was was rather small. Uh, I remember we were, I believe, tied with U.S. Um, at halftime or shortly into the second quarter i don't exactly i remember we were competing with them and then just feeling like um we kind of ran out of gas ran out of numbers um it kind of got away from us a little bit in the second half and and i just remember after that game just and after the season um just being excited that we had those 18 guys um stepping into into the senior class and um just feeling ready to really hit the ground running um, and, and get ready for that next year. But I, I remember it being a pretty, pretty mixed year um, overall. Um, but I definitely, I definitely think the, the theme was that uh, th- there were games where we, we, our numbers definitely showed um, and, and, and definitely looking forward to the, the next year when we had, you know, like I said, 18 guys and, and so, and a good junior and, and sophomore class behind us. 
But I definitely think the most, the thing I remember sticking out the most is, is feeling like we were there with the U.S. and then just kind of um, ran out of gas a little bit. Yeah, so 7-0 at halftime was the yeah. score. And then, like you had right. mentioned, running out of gas, um, which a little foreshadow to senior year campaign, um, mm-hmm. you and your classmates were not going to let that second half be an opportunity to lose or let it slip away. And you guys were going to be fully in control over the finishing of that story as a senior. And we'll get to that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think about that independence game, 35, 18, you guys, especially down the stretch had some really competitive games with uh, the independence blue devils. Um, as has been mentioned on your classmate, Greg Pasiatis's episode. Um, yeah, we saw them twice your senior year and yep. uh, lost at their place and then avenged it a couple of weeks later in the opening round mm-hmm. of the playoffs at their place. Um, but good, good independence teams just went to battle with them, uh, highly competitive games, but you had a nice little uh, junior year outing against them going for over 130, two touchdowns mm-hmm. on the ground. Um, just uh sort of setting the picture for just another great competition against independence. And then the other being that uh, Fairport game mm-hmm. where uh, offensively, we just did so much to, uh, to have success on the ground, especially. And uh, mm-hmm. that was a big one uh, for you going over 160 this time mm-hmm. and, uh, and two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. um two games that definitely stuck out in a junior campaign where you went over 800 on the ground, 11 total Mm -hmm. TDs, um, and quite a few yards by air, um, from classmate Zach McMains and, and also, yeah, bruiser. And then some, uh, some, (laughs) some return yards. There are quite a few, uh, returns, but we'll definitely get to, uh, a couple that really stick out in this, uh, senior year review. So, We'll go to uh, we'll go to senior season here, and we'll definitely mm-hmm. look at uh, the week to week a little bit with a little bit more uh, detail. But first, I want to talk about um, what did it mean to be elected captain by your teammates going into that senior year? Uh, I mean, it meant a lot um, because it just validates what you you know. I always try to would always try to be the best leader that I could be. Um, but it, it's just very validating to see that your teammates also see you that way. Um, I think that um, it just, it gives you a lot of confidence uh, in yourself to then act like a leader and, and like a captain. Uh, you know, you don't have to, you know, I think when you're a sophomore and you're a junior and, and you, you know, being involved, you know, in the actual games and everything like I was fortunate enough to be, there's still kind of that, oh, well, I'm just a junior. I'm just a sophomore. Like I, maybe I shouldn't be as vocal about this and kind of stay in my lane type thing. But um, just knowing that, my, you know, your teammates had the faith in you to lead uh, the team in the right direction. Um, to kind of keep the ship on track and, and make sure that everybody was doing everything that they could to uh, maximize our potential and everything meant a lot. Um, and, you know, just amongst a whole host of guys that could have 
uh, and were worthy of that title um, meant a lot as well. I think uh, we had a lot of leaders amongst the the 18 of us and not all of us, uh, you know, were elected captain, but a lot of us were very significant leaders. So, um, you know, just knowing the group of guys who voted for it um, meant a lot and uh, just kind of oh, it, it validated how I always wanted to carry myself, um, you know, to be a leader of the team. So it definitely meant a lot for sure. And then uh, I remember the first big decision as, as captains we had to make was uh, what was our color combo for our, uh, <laughs> for our, for our um, shirt and shorts. And uh, I remember we, we picked uh, white base with the red uh, text because a couple years before we were black uh, base with red text. And during two days, everybody was dying. Uh, we were just so hot in those. And so we said, okay, we'll go white with red print. And then, um, you know, your, your dad, he said, you guys, he said something along the lines of you guys look like milkmen or you guys marshmallows, to, marshmallows. <laughs> yeah. Or go work at East coast custard when we're done here or something <laughs> along those lines. So I remember that being the first, uh, major decision we had as captains. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, and so you were joined by Pat Horsberg and Greg Passiatis as the uh, tri company. tri captains. Um, what type of leaders were the three of you, sort of individually? What traits, characteristics did you bring to uh, to that position? Uh, yeah, I think that um, I think that we were driven. I think is 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 definitely stands out for the for the group of us. Um, you know, just really, really motivated to try and, um, take the team to levels that, uh, it hadn't been to in a few years. I think, um, you know, Greg and Pat being, I know Greg's a lifer. I think Pat is as well. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but just, they knew, um, Hawk and tradition, uh, more than more than anybody did um you know i i came in sixth grade so i wasn't a lifer but you know and they also had siblings uh who went through hawkins so they were just really entrenched in hawkins and and uh and really knew about the tradition of the football program and and we were just very very committed and driven to to try and uh get back and, and be one of those teams that you know people were that we would talk about from the 80s, 90s, we wanted to be one of those teams that people would talk about. So I think from that standpoint, we're very driven. I think we, um, you know, we're very, very uh, accountable. I think, you know, look, you look at Greg, um, just to, to single him out, he's kind of the most um, even keel and just, you always know that he's going to know the right thing to do. Um, you know, even, even, after football and everything, Greg is a person for me that I will, you know, if I need to run something by him or, you know, get, I trust his opinion uh, a lot. And and I think Pat is um, just one of those kind of uh, magnetic guys that everybody is drawn to and everybody, uh, you know, when he tries to rally everybody together, he's a very easy person to kind of be drawn to. And, um, and just, you know, work hard and kind of feel like, all right, me and you are in this together. Um, and it, Pat has a great um, ability to look at you 
and just connect with you. Um, and you just, you want to fight with him. And so I think those, you know, just those two guys, you know, are, we're great company. Um, and I think just the, the three of us as a whole, we are just, um, very, very, um, motivated to just maximize what we could do as a group, because I feel like we looked at maybe groups before us who maybe didn't quite get out everything out of their group as they could have. And I think we were very determined to not let that happen for a group of guys like us. And whether that was keeping guys on the team that maybe were wavering in their freshman or sophomore years, which I think is, you know, something that might've hit the classes before us where they came into freshman year with, um, 10 people, 12 people. And then by the time they get to senior year, maybe they're down to four or five. And so we were very, it started early and being very committed to trying to keep guys on board. Um, so sorry, very long winded answer to your, to your question, but um, yeah, I could, I could gush over those, those other two guys uh, for a while, but yeah. Well said um, driven and motivated two great terms to use to talk about your class's approach to that senior year because you were driven and motivated by the past teams to raise the standard up to that, what it was, but driven and motivated to write your own chapter and to create your own course. So I really like the way that you described that approach as captains, but also as that senior class. Right. Yeah. Week one, university yeah. school at home. We can go for a while on this one. Where do you want to start? Yes, we could. Uh, I just think uh, I, the thing I remember is we had maybe an hour or so rain delay before the game started. Um, and to the point where you kind of didn't know what to yeah, Maybe this is just me. I didn't know what to do with, my, with myself because you didn't know if the game was actually going to happen. Um, was it going to be pushed? So you're trying to keep yourself excited, but not drain yourself. Um, so you're kind of trying to relax, but also stay focused. And I just remember it was, it was almost like tormenting because you, you've been waiting however many months and putting in all this time and you're so close to it. And, uh, and then, of course, there's a delay, but obviously we did get it in and uh, I just, I just remember it was, it was just, it was awesome because we were just making every single play, um, that we needed to every single big play. It felt like went our way. I think, you know, our, you know, DBs were knocking down passes. Um, and I just think, uh, I remember the opening kickoff, we had a pretty good kick return and we got to about midfield and, and that was just kind of kind of that exhale and you're like, okay, we can do this. And I think we went down seven, nothing. And then um, I remember Greg had like a big run where he put a spin move on somebody and got us a first down. Um, and it was a big play. Cause I think we went, may have gone three and out the first series. And then we went down and scored and, and uh, we just, we were, super physical uh on both sides of the ball i think we threw the ball maybe three times all all night mcmain's um, had three attempts and then you had one so oh yeah four pass attempts for the game speaks yeah. to how we were just going to approach this game and yeah. we were going to out physical them and run our schemes yeah. hit them with power power counter trap and sweep 
And uh, we were confident in that approach. We were confident with anyone that we put into one of those 11 positions. And um, for the first time, I think, in your four years against U.S., I think that was the first time where it went into the game. And it was we issued the challenge to them. Yes, we had we had success your earlier years against them, but it was short lived. Um, yeah. and we sort of ran out of steam, but that was the first, yeah. I think, head to head matchup with them where it was like, we're going to challenge you for four quarters up front and see if you can stop us. Yeah. And I think you kind of saw them get a little flustered in that. I remember they ran a reverse where the guy catching it on the reverse fumbled, I, they recovered the fumble, but you just kind of saw them start to maybe panic a little bit and, um, realized that it, it was a little bit different this time. I remember they tried to run a simple screen pass and the quarterback kind of just dropped the ball and then Linus hit him and Andrew Thomas, I think recovered it. And then we scored the very next play. So it was just, you could see that it, you could tell that it was different. I just remember uh, one of my vivid memories of the game is I remember um, talk on the sideline, they tried a deep pass. And I think, uh, Matt Miller broke it up or Zach Lawrence or the combination of the two and talk just kind of pumping his fist and he was laughing because uh, he kind of just knew you could just tell he knew that we were we had it and that we were, we were probably going to pull it off, even though at the time, uh, you know, there's probably still a decent amount of time in left in the game. But he was just I just remember him laughing and pumping his fist and just knew that they were kind of running out of, of ideas of, of what to do. Um and so <laughs> that's definitely one of the things I can still picture in my mind. But um, yeah, like you said, to definitely go on um, for a long time about that game. And it just seemed like all the big plays that we needed to be made were made and, and made by a, a big, big number of people. Like you had, like I mentioned, like you know, Matt Miller and Zach Lawrence and Brian Vogt had a big pick uh, down by the goal line. Um you know, Teddy, I remember having a big hit um, on a third or fourth down that ended up knocking out their their star quarterback. Um, and it just it had a, a lot of guys making big plays. I remember Jake on um, that touchdown run made a made one of the DBs for us look silly and put a nice juke on them. So it was just it was so cool to see everybody who had worked so hard for the months going to that year have a fingerprint somewhere in that game um, and making a big play. And we needed all of them. I mean, it, you know, we won by a couple of touchdowns, but uh, it was still a competitive game the whole time. And um, <laughs> I remember the last thing I remember from the game is we had, we ended up, you know, running the clock out and we got down to maybe the five yard line. And then we had one or two holding calls in a row. <laughs> We get back to the huddle and someone's all mad that we got two and Kent Green looks, he goes, no, this is good. Like we can take more time off the clock. And we're like, what? Like, don't we want to score? He's like, no, this is good. And it's kind of like people were like debating in the huddle, whether it was good that we were taking penalties to take more time off. And, you know, I guess in retrospect, it was good because we ran out the clock, but, uh, but it was just, I mean, that was awesome. It was something that, um, you know, we just were laser focused on for so long and just to see it come through. Um, it was just great. And it was, you know, you felt like you were kind of carrying those classes before you with you um, over the finish line who, who, like you said, felt like we were there for, for a bit in the games prior and just kind of ran out of steam. So um, just what, what a great, 
uh, way to start the year and, and then, you know, find out you got to play nine more. <laughs> you're excited, but you're like, all right, I don't know how they're all going to match that one. Right. So over, you know, over 55 years of Hawking football history, hard to pinpoint just one, but that is up there as one of the biggest week one contests we've ever played, I think in the program yeah. history. And the fact that, um, we went in and got that W 27 to 13, I think was, you know, you talked about the confirmation out at Oberlin from the seven on seven and sort of the cause for being, you know, confident in our abilities, um, in our approach. I think this was just step two and a big one of, uh, of having that delivered to us. Yeah. And just, to, you know, put it in context of how much it meant to us. I mean, we still text, uh, we have our group chat and every year, there's someone goes, you know, happy, happy August 28th, everybody. Like, so it's still a day that, that, that matters to us, um, you know, 10 plus years down the road. That's awesome. And for the listener, John is wearing his, um, Hawking us shirt. So that's right. The um, official one, not the, not the ones that we had to to make for our senior picture, (laughs) which I know Greg talked about a little bit. Yeah, he did. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. So the official one. Yeah. So one and oh, riding, uh, riding the confidence wave. Um, we go into week two, um, against Lutheran West 42 Mm -hmm. to seven victory over the Longhorns. Um, a nice way to kind of get a W on a team that spoiled our, uh, opening up the uh, turf and the stadium and the lights and everything. And, uh, we, we came back and we, uh, we slapped one on them. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I think that was, um, I think we knew it's early, you know, given it was early in the year, you don't know for sure. But I think, you know, coming off our, that win, it was a team that you knew that we uh, had probably better talent than and, and should win. But, um, you know, just finding that reason uh, to motivate yourself. And I remember after that game sophomore, I was, you know, I was not happy. I, you know, it, just that ruined kind of celebration of, uh, of the new field and everything. So I definitely use that and tried to, uh, you know, have the team use that as motivation. And then, um, yeah, I remember the thing I remember from that game is, uh, I think early in the game, maybe we might've been up a few touchdowns at the point, but they were going in and we had a goal line stand and I remember Adam Canner just had the funniest celebration after we had the goal line stand running back uh, to the sideline. He was always very animated with the celebrations, which were, which was funny, but yeah, no, just, uh, a good win there and just, um, you know, just nice to see us early in the year, kind of, um, not, you know, lower down our level of play, um, and just kind of take care of business. So that was, that was a good, uh, good one for us. Yeah. So after such a high from week one, you wonder what your response is going to be as a team. Is there going to be a little, little bit of a lingering hangover of we're still thinking about that great win, no, you guys were like, we're, we're still moving because while the U S yeah. victory was one a or one B on every one of your goal sheets in the senior class. Um, the other slot was for playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. so, and so Absolutely. you can't just, you can't get hung up on that, that nice win against uh university week one. So to come out and to put 42 on the board, to limit them to seven, um, the, the distribution of carries in that game is ridiculous. Um, no one had more than six carries. So, I mean, it's like six right. for you, six for Willen, 
four for Bones, four for Nick Rose, Hooks getting right. some, Posse, Kyle Hoffman. Um, I mean, that's that's a lot of guys getting the ball. Um, but that's, I guess, what happens when you put up 350 on the ground, basically. So Yeah, yeah. So 2-0, so heading over to um, Gilmore Academy, mm-hmm. um, a game in which uh, we go to 3-0 and by way of – a 48 to 16 victory. The, the worst 48 to 16 victory in history as talk would call it. Yeah. <laughs> and explain because. Yeah. So I, I forget the actual numbers, but I think we went up a couple touchdowns and then we let them back in the game and we just kind of were a little bit sluggish in the midpoint of that game and kind of let them hang around a little bit um, when we kind of came out and, and took it to them at the beginning and, and so I uh, remember talking and, and, you know, made it most of the coaching staff were, were a little uh, irritated uh, during the game that we were kind of playing a little sluggish. And then we kind of hit it back into gear and then uh, um, ended up 48-16. And then uh, talk comes into the postgame uh, huddle and says, that's the worst 48-16 <laughs> win I've ever seen in my life or something along those lines. And, you know, something we didn't la- laugh at at the moment, but I think when we got back, we, we all started chuckling about it. But uh, but for me, Gilmore is a, a personal game because I was at Gilmore Academy uh, before Hawking. Um, so, you know, had still had some, some friends over there, uh, knew the school well. I went to the day camp over there. So, uh, you know, that was a good one, uh, for sure. I think, uh, you know, obviously us means a lot, but, you know, kind of right behind that being a, being a big rival, um, that one was uh, a good one, both, you know, for, from a team aspect of, of the rivalry, but also on a personal one, having kind of that connection of old schools. So wanting to make sure that, uh, that Gilmore gets your best that game. And I think, uh, I, I think it's safe to say that they got your best that game <laughs> Two two catches for 133, both went to the house and then, uh, two more touchdowns by way of the ground. Uh, Zach McMain's just uber efficient five of six yeah. in that game, three, yeah. three TDs out of the five completions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as Q as his QB coach, I mean, you cannot ask for too much yeah. more than that. Um, I think maybe talk just expected more from the running game because our running game only went for about a buck 25 that game. And you think of us scoring in the forties, we probably are running all over the opponent. And yeah. so, Probably the frustration that the uh, the holes weren't opening up, maybe the way. Maybe he was just like, hey, this team's doing some things and I, I just need to keep popping their balloon to try to get them back yeah. to earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so um, three games in, three and O, oh, and a short turnaround because that was a Saturday afternoon and now we have a Thursday, Thursday. evening That's game right. because of the Jewish holiday um, over at Kirtland. And I'm not going to say too much to start. I'm going to let you take over because this, um, as a team, was a special night. And as an individual for you, this was a special night. Yeah, I think definitely one of the highlights of the year. I remember just, you know, we had circled this uh, game um, because Kirtland is such a, a strong program. Um, and obviously in the years since this game have done incredible things, you know, winning a bunch of state titles. 
Um, but I think the thing that I always thought was um, awesome about Kirtland was that environment that they had um, on their field. It's kind of uh, right in, smack dab in the center of, of town. It's right off of the road. And uh, whenever you went there, it was just, you know, this pack stands. They really, really, um, as a community, got into it. So um, I knew that. And I think we knew that this game would kind of be a measuring stick for us um, and a game that we could win. Uh, and, I, and I remember looking at the um, the paper the day of the game and, and the predictions. Um, yeah, maybe seven or so people predict the game. And I think, you know, only two or three picked us to to win. And so I remember feeling very, very motivated into that game and um yeah, it was just, I mean, what a, what a awesome game that was, uh, just both teams kind of throwing haymakers at each other. Um, I remember us coming out and on the first drive going down the field and, and kind of setting a little bit of a tone. I remember Teddy took a, a belly play, uh, towards the right side and, and I was split out and I remember kind of just running in and just seeing this, uh, safety for Kirtland just, get laid out by Teddy. He hit him probably one of the hardest head to head hits I've seen. And, and I was like, Oh man. Okay. Like Teddy's here to go. Teddy's ready to go. <laughs> We're here. And we scored on that drive. And uh, you know, they had a lot of great players. They had a call. I think they had a couple guys who went on to play, you know, serious college football um, and, you know, just the dramatic fashion in which the game ended um, was just, it was, it was a uh, exhausting game, both emotionally, physically, mentally, um, but, you know, lucky, you know, and, and hard fought and earned by us to come out uh, on top. And, and you just, you know, we talk about these validating points. I think that was an, another one for us where we really felt strong about um, what we were doing. And, and just, uh, I remember being very much on a high after that one. And, uh, you know, just, and I remember one of the things I said was we just got to keep going. Um, we need to keep this up because you know, we're not even halfway to the goal. And if, if we kind of, uh, take our, our foot off the pedal here, uh, you know, and, and just, you know, get complacent, then, you know, uh, we're going to leave ourselves a little unfulfilled at, you know, at the end of the year for, like you said, as our goal, you know, to get to the postseason. But, so, yeah. Yeah. So as versatile of, of an athlete and weapon as you are, we were trying to find as many opportunities to get the ball in your hands. So um, even with a solid senior quarterback in Zach McMains, we were still sort of increasing the amount of the wildcat package that we were sort of putting into each game week to get you into the backfield and get direct snaps to you. Um, you were two for two passing that game <laughs> and had a touchdown pass. Um you had sixty. You had sixty-one on the ground, and then uh, really a lot of the damage was through the air with uh, six catches, eighty-six yards, and uh, mm -hmm. and a touchdown and a two-point conversion, which proved to be pretty big as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the biggest, probably one of the biggest plays in that was a fourth down that we had. Um, I think maybe like fourth and six, and uh, you know you mentioned the wildcat, and we just. Uh, lined up a an option play left and I was under center and perfect play call because I'm pretty sure in my in my memory I can think about if I would have cut out I probably would have scored 
but remember just thinking kind of getting to the end of the line and then get up field because you just got to get that those six yards because we were trailing at that point I think it was uh in the fourth quarter um and I remember watching it on film and being like oh man if I took it outside we would have scored but we ended up scoring anyways but uh I just remember uh that was probably one of the biggest plays of the game there uh, yeah and like you said uh out of the wildcat so so with all that said with as good of a game as it is and uh collectively as a team, you individually, um, it still did not just come down to that. It came down to a kick, uh, a kickoff by Kirtland. They had went down and scored on us to take the lead. Um, and so they line up to kick off. We have just over a minute left. And, uh, as we're sort of trotting our return coverage out there or return team out there, um, up on the, up in the box and on anyone on the headsets, with the offensive staff, we're trying to put together like, Hey, if we're here, let's start off with this. And, you know, this is how many timeouts we got left and let's package some plays play calls together so we can go two right in a row up to the line right. of scrimmage. And they, uh, they kick it off deep to you and you field it. How much do you mm-hmm. remember about that kickoff return? Because uh, as, yeah. as someone who's seen a couple of Hawking football games, it's uh, it's one of the biggest in program history. Well, yeah, well, that's I appreciate you saying that. That's that's you know means a lot. But um, I I do remember it pretty well. Um, I remember seeing the ball in the air and and, and kind of being a little uh, surprised that they kicked it deep. Um, we had taken one back the week before against Gilmore, um, and you know had like I mentioned had, had a good return against US. So our return unit was pretty good and had, had a good start to the year. So I remember being a little surprised that they kicked it. I remember catching it and going to the right. And um, I remember just kind of when I hit the wall and kind of, you know, the main point of where everybody was converging, I remember out of the corner of my eye seeing a white Jersey coming from the right towards the one guy that I that had in front of me. And so I kind of set it up and then made that kind of jump cut and kind of tried to set up that block um, and then kind of getting outside of that block and, and being surprised that there's nobody else out there and just booking it. And I remember J bones was right next to me um, crossing the finish, uh, the, the goal line and then running through the back. And there were a bunch of kids uh, in Kirtland jerseys back there and they were booing me. And, and, and I remember just turning around and then, Jake Willen kind of hitting me right in the face <laughs> um, and just kind of just thinking like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that we, we got all the way down. Um, and, and it, you know, felt like it happened just kind of like that. It was, it was so quick, but, um, and I remember after the game, um, you know, I was talking to, to, I think somebody, a guy from the news Herald and he asked me about the play and I was thinking, I need to, I need to mention the, the key block in that play. And I'm thinking to myself, who was it? And I always remember, I thought it was Ryan Sala. And so I, I go, yeah, I think it was Ryan Sala in there who got made a big block and ended up being Kyle Hoffman. <laughs> and so they mentioned uh, Ryan's name in the paper and Kyle Hoffman comes up to me. He's like, what the heck, man? Like, <laughs> that was me. And he's, he's like, he's all mad at me for getting the wrong thing. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I, I thought it was him. It was all a blur. Um, but, you know, I think it's just, you know, it, it just goes to tell you that, 
you know, took the whole unit and that, you know, that was the key block that, that made it happen. So, um, you know, it's, I remember just wanting to highlight that um, because it was, you know, that's what made it happen. So, but uh, just, just added to the drama of that game. And then I, I remember um, before that, the touchdown they had scored um, to, to take the lead, they had hit on a very long pass and they scored quickly. So as euphoric as that touchdown was, as improbable as you thought it was, I remember still being really nervous for that series uh, afterwards because I still had enough time, especially how quickly they scored before. And and then Jeremy had a big sack and then they ended up, you know, going four and out. Um, and it was just, and I'd say, you know, you mentioned that as a big kick. I also say another big kick in that game was, uh, was right at the end of the first half, Zach Lawrence kicking a field goal um, that ends up being the difference in the game. Um, So it just, you know, goes to show you, you know, those early on plays that early drive ended up being the difference in the game. It all matters. So, but yeah, just a, an awesome game to, to be able to say played a part of and, and uh, yeah, something definitely a game. I always remember. Yeah. So um, rewind to, Early, we just arrived to Kirtland. Uh, one of those things that, um, you know, it, you think it's setting the tone for the game. So we, the coaches, we arrive, players get off, they go to the locker room, and we're sort of unpacking the equipment van. We forgot our phones that game. We, di- <laughs> we didn't have our headsets. We had set oh them out gosh. from the wrestling room and put them in the hallway. And I think uh, in being so amped up for the game, yeah, you know, after a Thursday of classes, we, yeah. we overlooked it. So oh, I, I jumped back in the van and went back down 306 all the way to school. Yeah. Actually wasn't a bad thing. Took up time. Didn't have to worry about standing around as everyone was getting right. uh, dressed and stuff. So but when you think about like, oh man, this is not a good sign going into this <laughs> game. It, it worked out this time. So I was thankful yeah. that... Uh, <laughs> I'll say one of the one of the funniest things I'll just mention quickly was uh, after the game when we were watching film, um, Coach Moses uh, was running film because uh, you know Coach uh, had I forget why he couldn't be there, but um, maybe it had to do with the fact that it was a Friday. But and Coach uh, Coach Moses goes, okay, uh, you know this has to be a shortened uh, film session because we have a shortened practice or something like that, and he turns it on. And the film started a little early and it showed us, you know, doing our walkout jog or whatever. And he goes, all right, now let's just go back on this. And he reminds me <laughs> a couple of times, like, look at this. There's no energy here. And like, this is this is not how you come into a game. He's, he's literally, you know, like you do in the you know, first few seconds of a play to watch, you know, your starts off the line. He's just rewinding every two, three seconds of our jog out. We're just all laughing because uh, it was right after he said it needed to be a quick film session. That, that's uh, my, that I always remember that story too. That was really funny. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so four and oh, we go into game five against Fairport. Um, I don't know. It's uh we we go through them uh, fifty four to fourteen, and mm-hmm. uh, get about a dozen guys touches throughout this game offensively. Uh, really, really spread the wealth there. Game six, um, we come home and we have a game against Richmond Heights, mm-hmm. um, fifty four to zero. Um, I'm not going to really talk about that game. 
But yeah. how about that Richmond Heights game earlier in your career? Um, trying to think of uh, 2006. Um, mm-hmm. No, not 2006. 2008, right? Would this be the one that comes down to the last to the uh, two point conversion? Is this the last? Uh, I last... think that was my sophomore year, uh, which would have been season of 07, I believe. Because um, it was at Richmond Heights. Um, and yeah, I think it came down to that two point conversion. I think we ran a sweep and didn't quite get in. And they had a good, they had a pretty good team. A good uh, quarterback, really, really good athlete, and I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think they ended up winning the won the conference that year. Um, but it was that was another pretty epic game. No, the 2008 game is the one I'm talking about that I wanted to just oh, okay. uh, come back to. That was oh, okay. That was 34 to 27 at our place. That was the year after oh, that game, and that yes. felt that okay. felt so awful at their their scoreboard and trying to get that two point conversion you were talking about and just feeling so dejected from that loss. And like you said, great Richmond Heights team. I think they were co-conference champs that year. So then, so then they come back to our place the next year, your junior year, and this is uh, senior night. And this is the 34 to 27 game. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just remember going down the field on that last drive, needing to score to uh to win the game and run in uh running our wheel route with Minaw yeah. Minaw hitting the hash and then either you or Willen depending on who was running it going up the sideline um and just that game being uh so so memorable from that and then then your senior year not so much <laughs> yeah yeah no I remember that it was I think it was a, an absolute downpour in that game too yeah, that was yeah. That every was, Richmond, I, I remember. I feel like every Richmond Heights game was a <laughs> uh, a downpour. Right. Yeah, and that was um. I I remember that feeling really good from having that sour taste in our mouth the the year before because I I think that was pretty late in the year too. So I it think was. it had pretty big implications for conference championships. So um, yeah, I that that was a that was a good finish for sure. So game seven, mm-hmm. speaking of uh, that rain from that week, I think that did a number yeah. on Independence's field. And then by the time we started right. our game against them, uh, it was a slop fest, uh, pretty yeah. muddy, pretty muddy. Yeah. Um, a game in which uh, this is the first time we play them this year. We talked about seeing them in the playoffs in a rematch. Um, 14 to seven Independence. So yeah. first time we head out there, we have the uh, – undefeated uh record going at the moment and we fall a touchdown short yeah yeah so i remember we we went down the field the first drive and had a pretty long methodical drive a couple third down conversions and jake ended up scoring and uh you know i just remember thinking all right here we go we're off to another good start um let's keep this up and then you know we didn't score the rest of the game um and uh, I remember that they had a tough defense. I, I think the, you know, the um, conditions played a little bit into it. Uh, their defense, I think maybe threw some things at us. Um, they were very, phys- they were a physical team. And then 
Uh, they had a good running back. I mean, they ran that outside zone, but uh, you know, our our defense obviously held in pretty strong too. Um, I just remember that last drive. I remember um, feeling almost as as a hundred percent sure, without being a hundred percent sure, that I got across the goal line on that last play. Um, and then obviously uh, there was a little controversy there with the clock and and all that. And and I remember it was obviously wasn't funny at the time, but I look back on it now and I chuckle. Um, I don't know. I know a few of my classmates know, but I actually have connections to Independence. My dad went to Independence. Uh, he played quarterback there, basketball. Uh, my uh, grandpa was pretty involved with the school. I think at one point he was on the the board. Um, so pretty pretty strong uh, family ties to Independence and. I think their athletic director or assistant athletic director was a distant relative of mine, maybe second, third cousin. And after the game, I remember my, my dad was on the field and he might not like me telling this story, but he was, he was probably as angry as I've ever seen him. And he's going over to our relative and he's, you know, so, and I remember my brothers getting him, not, you know, before they got even close to each other, my brothers kind of, uh, you know, cooling him down a little bit, but my dad was, he was so angry um, <laughs> about how, because, uh, you know, obviously the, the clock, there was some controversy there. And, um, but you know what, uh, that's, I remember, you know, as an 18 kid, 18 year old kid feeling really angry, uh, really disappointed feeling, you know, how could this, you know, how could they do that to us? And just, I remember the message, you know, that, that we got in the post game was just kind of, you know, that's, that's life. You know, sometimes things don't feel fair. Um, but you know, you just got to take it and you, you got to move on and you got to make the most of it. And so, um, you know, really disappointing. Um, you know, you feel like it was a game that we, you know, should have won or at least had a better chance of, you know, I think we probably would have felt really good going in overtime. Um, you know, we got to make that extra point in those conditions. You never know if you do that, but, um, but yeah, it's a disappointing, um, and then obviously, yeah, the next week we, we, we get caught, snuck up on, or not snuck up on but we got caught again, um, by, uh, by Kyle Heights, a great Kyle Heights team. So, you know, we hit that, hit that pretty, uh, pretty significant speed bump in there with those two games, but yeah, that was, that, that was hard. That was definitely a tough one. I remember, um, getting back home and kind of just just sitting there and and just you replay that last drive and the whole game in your head a hundred times and just think what what, what what one little thing differently what could you have done but you know obviously we 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 had our uh had our chance to get him back later in the year yeah and i think uh i think that had a uh a big uh a big to do about our approach in week 11 as we get to it in a couple of games here is that uh, yeah. that was a driving motivating factor for sure. So yeah. you met, so you mentioned after that week seven loss, uh, we went to, uh, went to, uh, um, a matchup with Cowga Heights and a, uh, a very talented Cowga Heights team that, uh, had, had our number that night. I mean, they, uh, they controlled the game from start to finish. Uh, yeah. week, week nine, week nine. Now we are in our senior night for you guys chance to honor that big class. One of the biggest we've ever had. Um, and Cardinal comes to, comes to our campus for that Friday night game. And that is a 45 to six 
win for the Hawks. Thoughts on sort of that last time on the field as a uh, as a player? Yeah, I remember just I remember we get, it was an emotional uh, moment. I remember being you know being with my parents and and just with all the other guys and and you just hear everybody's name go off and you know by the end of it you're like because I'm you know being Wilson being the last one um, you know you're just looking at every guy go ahead of you and you're you know, you're appreciating every, every single person, um, that has, you know, wrote it out with you and worked so hard. And, you know, we knew that, um, you know, if we took care of business, uh, the next two weeks that we'd have a good chance to get in the playoffs. So I think we're all, you know, it was nice to commemorate, but, you know, after coming off two straight losses, I think we're all very eager to, um, get everything back on track. Um, but yeah, I, I just, uh, it was um, it was definitely emotional, and you think about you know the transformation you go through in four years, um, you know, and, and going out on that field the last time uh, at home, and and just you know the transformation that the that the field took in those four years too. So um, it it was uh, it was an emotional moment, and then you know we were able to uh, put together a good performance and and kind of level the ship and 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 really kind of. I remember it was almost like business, like fashion, you know, but all right, we need to, we need to come in here. You know, we have a job to do. Let, let's get this done. So, so it was, a, it was a good, good way for us to kind of get back on, on schedule. So week, uh, week 10 coming up seven and two going into this game at Beachwood. So yep. Saturday afternoon game, we kind of see the way that the schedule plays out the night before with the majority of the high school games in our region being played that night. So we go into that game kind of having a little clearer picture from a staff standpoint of kind of where we might sort of position ourselves uh, if we go and take care of business. And we go into that game. That might have been like one of the windiest games I remember uh, (laughs) being on on a sideline for. And uh, so coming out on top with a 35 zero shutout week 10, just solidifying that uh, we were going to be smack dab in the middle of our region and not sort of sweating it out. Yeah. I think we all knew that it was kind of a win in your in type situation. Um, like you said, having that clarity playing on Saturday and, and I, I'm pretty sure that um, there was some, somebody, uh, I don't know if it was rather a paper or something, somebody kind of uh, wrote us off in that game or thought it was going to be um, a close game or thought we might get upset or something like that. And I remember we took it kind of personally um, and we, we took it to ourselves to, okay, let's, let's try and make a statement going into um, that, you know, into the playoffs. And uh, I remember, I think early in the game, they were driving, and uh, Zach Lawrence picked off, uh, got a pick at, around the goal line. And then, um, you know, we just kind of went from there. I think, you know, everybody was maybe holding their breath a little bit when they were driving there early. And we're saying, okay, is this going to be, you know, is this going to be something that's going to be hot, you know, hard fought out? And then he gets that pick and then we, we go and we get a couple touchdowns. And then just, um, you know, I think there was, there was no let up. I think uh, we're, we're saying, okay, we need to, really put an exclamation here and, and go into the playoffs on a high note. And I remember we, we got Pat Horsberg in the end zone that game, which was, which was awesome. Uh, I remember mobbing him in the, in the back corner. Um, so yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, 
a good one to to end on and, and kind of ride into the playoffs kind of on a, on a high note and you know they really kind of uh earned earn that that uh spot in the playoffs yeah so like you had mentioned pat horsberg finding the end zone on a 12 yard completion um we had Jake Willen find pay dirt on the ground. You as well. You, I think, had maybe the shortest punt return for a touchdown <laughs> in uh, Northeast Ohio history. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, wind, the wind just yards. like knocked it down, and it was it it ended up being a thirty-six yard punt return <laughs> for a touchdown. You don't get too many shorter than that. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, oh, like man. you said, Zach Lawrence, uh, Cooper Keller had interceptions. Yeah. Uh, in that game. So eight and two finish to the regular season. Nice to come home from a cold, uh, muddy game over at Beachwood and not have to worry about taking in equipment or ending things because week yeah. 11 is happening. And mm -hmm. uh, being a part of the postseason is a special, special thing. And everything about it, you know, you're one week later in the season. So things get darker quicker. There's less yep. leaves in the backdrop of our practice field and our stadium uh, needing to utilize the stadium lights for some of our yep. practices because right. it is getting dark. Uh, and knowing that we are going to have a rematch against independence at the exact same field that we lost a handful of weeks earlier. Um Talk about focused, talk about motivated, talk about driven. Yeah. We wanted this game to happen. I think this was like a fast forward through. You don't ever want to fast forward through the week of preparation, <laughs> yeah. but this was like, hey, let's fast forward because we want to get to kickoff and we want to uh, we want to get a, get this taste out of our mouth. Yeah, definitely. And, and it was interesting because, um, you know, one of the things that we always talked about, or at least for me personally, about making it to the playoffs was, um, kind of that opportunity to um, play a team that maybe you didn't know anything about and and scout them and maybe go play somewhere you've never played before and kind of that you know new feeling of um, okay let's play someone who we just don't know anything about and that all went out the window um, <laughs> when we realized I think we did eight or nine we realized that the board could fall the way that it did and that we could get that rematch. I think that all went out and we said, you know, that's, that's what we want. That's what's most important. And I think, I think we even wanted it to be on the road. I think we wanted to go back there and do it. Um, uh, you know, obviously we would have taken the game at home, but, uh, but I think the fact that it was there, uh, once that was set in stone, we, we used it as even more motivation. So yeah, like you said, it, definitely a long week and, um, you know, I remember just uh, trying to think of uh, coming up with a banner or something that we could could have uh, some of our classmates make or something about revenge. And we landed on revenge is sweet and, and, and got that put up for the game. And and uh, I remember that's definitely one of the most amped up I've ever been for any athletic uh, contest, you know, level or, or sport, uh, regardless um, and, uh, yeah, and, and just another game where we just came out and made every single play that we needed to make. Um, so, yeah. And this is, this is the week where I believe, didn't we shift our Wednesday practice schedule to an evening and we, yeah. and we almost did a 
like a study a, hall a, or something. We did, a, we did a, a study hall and then we went out to the field to be under the lights and we did like a simulated yeah. game where we went through all of our specialties and offense and defense and sort of just really did what you guys as a class did second to none in classes that we've had, which is compete. You guys competed Mm -hmm. so hard against each other. And like I, like Greg and I had talked about, you know, you guys, great friends, great friendships, relationships within that big group of 18. And yet when it, when you cross the line onto the field in practice, you guys got after it and you, you, uh, you were not giving out any handouts to a teammate. And if it was an offensive segment and some one of you guys was lined up at DB, you were not giving the receiver any chance to have their moment. It was, it was, you know, iron sharpens iron as coach, coach Suggs on our current staff loves to say iron sharpens iron. And you guys, you guys got each other better by giving your best during every rep and every segment of, uh, of the practice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to, you know, get better, get worse. Um, and you know, if you're not giving your teammate your best, you know, you're, you're robbing him of, not only yourself, you're robbing him of the rep and the, and the chance to get better. So, um, yeah, I think that was something we, we definitely, uh, took as a badge of pride and it was just kind of, it was the gear that, that we just knew that was just what, like how, how we understood how to do things. And, you know, we, we talked about Brian Bo earlier. He was one of the best people at that. I remember he always would get under my skin during practice. I would get under his skin. Uh, we had some, some epic, uh, you know, moments and practices throughout the years where we just would get after each other. And it was, you know, and like you said, you step out of practice. We never took any of that outside the lines because, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a personal thing. It was just literally in the spirit of competing. Um, and, and yeah, it was definitely on display for, for that week and in that simulated practice or simulated game. And then, um, definitely translated into that, into that victory. Couple of a uh, couple of names to mention, sort of the spotlight from this game. Matt Miller had an awesome game. Oh, Matt gosh. Miller, he's all over the place. He had a sack coming from your number one cover corner, so he's playing field yeah. corner pretty much every snap. Yeah. So he had a sack. He had an interception. Um, he was coming up and laying the hits on their ball yeah. carrier when uh, when he determined that it was a running play. Yeah, I remember that sack being on the goal line too. We had a goal line stand. I think when we were up, uh, we were up either seven nothing or fourteen nothing at that point. And I remember that he got him by the shoestrings as he tried to to run away. I remember he he was all over the place. What a game he played! I remember um, Cooper uh, had an amazing game himself. He yeah. was uh, he yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he, no, he he led the team in tackles that game uh, with yeah. nine. Um, Vote had an interception. Zach Lawrence, back to back games, yeah. he had he had an interception. So uh, a lot of people making big plays, like you said. Another game where you guys were just you were making the plays when the plays needed to be made. Yeah, and and you you talk about how we were motivated and and ready for that game. I remember there's a play where. Um, they ran outside zone or um, stretch play and, and Cooper comes off the edge and he annihilates the fullback. And then the running back just a couple steps behind him, you see him kind of 
realize what's happening and just loses his footing and Cooper <laughs> just takes him down too. Maybe he was ejecting on the play or whatever, but Cooper just ate up. Um, and I, and I just remember thinking to myself, um, like, all right, like we are, we are here to do this and, and everybody's on focus. And, and, you know, we came out and we had, we took control of the game in the, the first half. We, I think we had, you know, I think we only had the ball twice in the first half. We scored on both drives and, and took out maybe like seven minutes on one drive or something like that. Maybe we had it three times, but I just remember it was, um, it was total ball control from us. And then, you know, the defense took over in the second half. You mentioned those guys. I remember, um, you know, vote blowing up a, a screen pass or a throwback pass that they tried to make. It was just, it was very similar in the, to the U S game where just all those big plays that you need go your way. I think um, a lot of times football games come down to uh, uh, five to 10 plays, the, the highly competitive games. I think there's five to 10 plays in that game that decide where they go. And if you, a majority of those go your way, you win the game. And I think, you know, in this game and the U S game, we probably had, if not, all 10 at least seven or eight of the the most critical 10 plays so uh just very very good feeling coming out of that one um you know to to win by the score that we lost earlier was was kind of uh, a nice little irony uh spin to it and uh yeah it was just you know to 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 make it to the playoffs was great um to win a playoff game was um you know we realized what kind of um you know, company that we put ourselves in, in terms of the program, um, which I think meant a lot to us. Um, and then, you know, the fashion in which we did it and then the, the, the ability to kind of, um, you know, win the, the more important of the two games, uh, was nice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, a first half where, yeah, we're exchanging, you know, punches with independence, but we felt in full control going into that last drive right before half. And then, they throw that Hail Mary oh. right before half. And oh. <laughs> and not to not yeah. to pick at the wound, <laughs> but yeah. that was like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? They haven't done anything yeah. all half to make us yeah. nervous. And then they get this right before halftime on us. And I just remember yeah. leaving our sideline to go to the uh to go to the um, locker room and just being like, I went from here as far as feeling yeah. so like, let's get into that locker room and let's, you know, get to where we uh, need to get everything corrected going in the second half. And then that play and you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's kind of a, you go in and you're, you're annoyed and you're frustrated and, and, but then, you know, you kind of get in and you, you just kind of level set and you say, okay, they haven't done anything. Yeah. It's a fluky play. They get that. But if we just do what we're doing, put, put that play out of your mind, like, all right, we have a game here. Like it was a game, but now it's really a game. <laughs> so we just need to buckle down even tighter, do what we do, what we've done. And, and, uh, you know, obviously pitched the shutout in the second half and we had to, cause we, we didn't find the end zone ourselves. So, um, you know, just a testament of, of both teams and how, how, how strong both were that, you know, between the two games, you don't score more than 24 points in either of them. So just great defensive games for both teams. I remember I had a lot of respect for, um, some of those guys on the independent side. There was a couple guys that, um, you know, 
going back to even middle school, you, you played against them. So you kind of know those, you, mm-hmm. even though, you know, you might not know them personally, you kind of talk to them after games and stuff like that. So, you know, a couple of those guys, so a tremendous amount of respect for those guys. And, um, you know, you could tell that they, they were, um, a group that was kind of as tight knit as we were, they had a big class and, um, you know, were, um, you know, obviously, probably just it meant a lot as much to the, as to them as it did to us. So, um, you know, that, that was just one of those games that you just love to play in because it was just so competitive. Um, and just, you know, a lot of, uh, just people playing, uh, football cause they love to play football in that game. So, um, and just, you know, like the U S game, a lot of, a lot of people making a lot of different plays, you know, we mentioned a few of them. So, um, that was, that was a, uh, definitely a memorable one. So getting that W in the postseason and knowing that you advance is such a good feeling. Um, knowing that you're you're scrambling to head home and you know find out who won the other games in the region to see who you're going to have. And turns out we have a second rematch now. So yeah. th- three of the eight teams in the region were from the CVC conference, right? So mm-hmm. uh, we get Cuyahoga Heights, a team that beat us soundly earlier in the season and we were going to play over at Solon's uh, stadium, beautiful uh, facility over there. And uh, we have a good week of practice and we have, I think a good sort of scheme put in place from a defensive standpoint to, uh, to counter what they do well and to try to slow down their athletes. And so the game starts and it's uh it's play one, I believe, right? We kick off, they get the ball. Yep. Play one. We are uh exactly where we need to be. And their quarterback bobbles the snap. If he gets it clean, we're right in the gaps we need. But because he bobbles yep. it, he basically aborts the play of where he's supposed to go. And uh he takes it to the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, man, even when you have everything <laughs> gap sound in that uh, veer option offense, yeah. of theirs, um, you still have to be able to make the play because even a mistake in the, from their end can result in points or a big play. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely, you know, if you feel gut punched and you, know, you, you feel very confident about our game plan. And, and like you said, we were in the right position. I mean, that, that offense just, that always gave us fits it was, because it's just such a, if you catch one person who steps out of, you know, doing their job, if they try to do two per two people's jobs at the same time, then, you know, you get hit and, and they just, they just churn the ball. I mean, you got to give them credit. They had good athletes. Um, DeRazio you know, at quarterback were, is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, you just take, just take his legs and he's a, he's a great talent. And then you add his arm in there too. I mean, it, it, you know, you add the, the passing aspect of, of the offense and it just becomes even harder to stop. So, um, you know, you, yeah, it's unfortunate because you felt like we were, right in position there and then um you know he takes it to the house but you know just thinking back to that game i remember you know we were we were moving the ball a lot um in the first half you know even when it was you know seven nothing or 14 nothing we we had some pretty strong drives and then we kind of just um faltered 
you know, with anywhere from, you know, in the red zone or even like 30, 35 on in. Um, and, uh, you know, just kind of, we just couldn't get it into the end zone. And then, uh, you know, obviously it, it, the, the margin widened a little bit and then, uh, you know, it was, it was kind of an interesting uh, end of the game because, you know, you could tell that, you know, the margin was probably, we weren't going to probably make up that margin. And so we kind of just, you know, we're just playing carefree, just playing to play, um, you know, just kind of throwing the ball around, um, you know, I remember we hit a couple screen passes to Teddy who had a bunch of yards and, you know, it's just, you know, I remember Greg had an interception and it was just, it was a, a very interesting um, time in the game because we were, we were having success and, you know, I, I don't think, you know, I think we were, we were still going up against, um, you know, all their ones and everything. So it wasn't like um, it wasn't earned. We were, we were having success and, you know, you just kind of felt, oh man, like if we just had a little more time, it felt like, you know, the time, it, just time ran out on us. Um, you know, we, I remember we recovered an onside kick and went down and, you know, I think we scored two touchdowns in the last two minutes of the game. So it just kind of felt like, oh man, like if we just had um, kind of played a little bit more like this, uh, maybe a little more freer, if we were actually maybe we were a little tense for that game. Um, you know, maybe we would have given ourselves a better chance, but I mean, they were, they were 11 and 0 for a reason. They're, they're a really good team. Um, and, uh, you know, you gotta, and you, you couple that with, uh, with their offense, which was, which was hard to stop. And they had a great defense too. Um, just a great all around team, but, uh, you know, it was, it was a good way to go out, um, in having that bit of success towards the end. Um, you know, cause it, it kind of validated that, you know, we'd, we'd belonged on the field with them. And, you know, even though we lost them twice, um, you know, I don't think that they were any sort of class above us or anything. I think they just, you know, they got the better of us, but, you know, we, we were right there with them in terms of, you know, quality of, te- you know, the team and everything like that. But um, yeah, it was an interesting end of the game. Yeah. Well put. Um Concludes a nine and three campaign for that uh, 2009 uh, season. Um, any lasting uh, impressions or thoughts from from that season, or did you kind of wrap it up the way you wanted to? Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, we wrapped it up the way we wanted to. I think we, you know, the goals that we we set out to to do. I think obviously we would have loved to go further into the playoffs, but. Um, I think we definitely, um, achieved what we wanted to achieve. I think that we, um, you know, kind of raised that level, that standard. Um, and, and I feel like we did everything right there. I don't think any, we had any regrets, um, in terms of, you have obviously regrets when it comes to, I wish I didn't miss that block or some physical shortcoming in a game, but you know, those happen, but when it comes to preparation, when it comes to mentality and all that, um, you know, definitely no regrets there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just great to, um, it was great to just get to a level where we hadn't gotten to and, and, and you leave the program feeling like it was in a better spot than you found it. Um, that was kind of the most validating thing I, I feel like. So, um, yeah, it was, it was uh it was hard at the time but you know 
looking back on it, it was, you know, it was one of the better ways to go out, I think. Agree, John. Let's take a pause for this week's Ask Coach segment. If you'd like to be a part of the Ask Coach segment, visit the I Went Down to the River Instagram account, and there you can submit your questions. This week's question, what was your favorite part of a game week? Favorite part of the game week, probably, uh, you know, everything was unique. Uh, the, the beauty about football is that, uh, especially when we got onto the Friday night uh, sequence, uh, that you'd play on Friday night and then Saturday we'd come in and we'd look at film and we'd do some lifting, get outside and do a little bit of running to get some of the, the, the kinks out from the night before. But then Monday, punt, punt return was part of the segment. Tuesday, kickoff, kickoff, return. Wednesday, review some things. Thursday was the pregame stuff. So it was all formatted. The, the beauty about football, and there's, there's several things that are uh, beautiful about the game, but uh, that's 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 one part that you could segment it. You know, other sports they play a couple times a week or here or there and everything, but football is very segmented. And so the players knew exactly what Tuesday practice was going to be like and uh, so that that helped I think uh, that helps in terms of preparation as you go through a season and uh, you know the, uh, the, the 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 whole thing was good but you know the pregame was kind of special the night before uh, that would be a Thursday practice when we had a Friday game and uh, because we would just come on out and we'd go through certain aspects, review the things. And uh, one of the unique things that we had, which was kind of, kind of very uh, nice part for us is that, uh, that we would uh, script 10 plays that we were going to start the game with. And so we would review those work on them during the week, but then we would start Thursday's practice as we went through some things. We'd, we'd go through those 10 plays. And the concept with that is that uh, when we get there the following night and we're there Friday night and we get the ball for the first time, they knew. They knew what we were going to do in terms of the plays for the first uh, first 10 of the game. And that, that just sort of gives a comfort level because uh, you have a confidence in terms of, yes, we've been working on this. This is the game we're going to – this is the play we're going to start the game off with. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, just a great preparation piece for us, you know. But uh, so that was that was fun. And, uh, uh, yeah, there was all, all – sorts of things connected with that but that that was fun but you know everything else has a uniqueness to it too and there was every day was special in some ways but that was a little bit more unique because of uh, because of that and now back to the interview we're gonna do a uh, two-minute quick fire drill all right let's do it that's what i was looking forward to the most <laughs> Any significance to your jersey number? Uh, yes. My brother wore it, and I looked up to him, and Barry Sanders. Could What play could you diagram from your senior year playbook right now? Uh, probably power counter. Yeah. Favorite flavor of fudge? Uh, uh, cookie dough. What yeah. upperclassman had the biggest impact on you? Uh, I'd say... Uh, Greg Corrin and Mike Hook. What are you closest to these days? Your bench, your 40, or your uh, 800 slash shuttle? 
Uh, I'd say bench because the the cardio ones are way off. <laughs> Favorite sports movie? Oh man, oh that's tough. Um, Major League because it's opening day. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Best best player you played against in high school? Um, probably Durazio from Cog Heights. Biggest hit given? Oh man, um, man, I was a little soft when it came to blocking, so I don't even know if there was any uh, big ones. I think I had a crackback block in a, <laughs> in a Richmond Heights game that I caught someone running the other way. I'll go with that. How about biggest re- biggest hit received? Um, uh, either freshman or sophomore year at Grand Valley. They had some huge running back. And I remember I was playing corner, toss sweep on the goal line. It was one of those. I came up, went to make the hit, and then next thing I know, I'm on the ground. <laughs> and I, I will say, though, I think he went out of bounds or got – I took him down at, like, the one-yard line. So he didn't score, but I just don't remember impact to, to hitting the ground. Just <laughs> – but, yeah, Not- I, I got run over. Nice. All right. That takes us to two minutes. Um, Upperclassman who had biggest impact on you. You mentioned a little bit about Greg Corrin earlier, and Mm -hmm. then you also mentioned Mike Hook. Um, Anything to expand on either one of those two? Mike, you haven't mentioned anything about yet, but yeah. Greg either. Yeah. So Greg, I just remember Greg, Greg Corrin was just, um, he wasn't, I think what I took from both of them while they impacted me was just their ways of leadership. I think Greg um, was a uh, leader through his work and what he did, um, not so much what he said. Um, and, you know, a parallel would draw is like a Nick Chubb for the Browns right now. It's just someone who who did everything the right way, just a good, just a good guy. Um, and just, you know, having played the same position, being around him and everything, and who's the you know, great talent. Um, just took a lot from him and just how to, how to approach, um, you know, practice and all that and how to lead that way. And then I think Mike, um, just his, uh, tenacity, his relentlessness, his toughness, um, and his more outspoken leadership meant a lot to me. I mean, um, we, we definitely, uh, got Mike, beaten up a lot when in when he played quarterback so i remember there was a game where he was playing and his his elbow was like two three sizes like the size of a normal elbow and he just toughed it out and um i just remember always being um impressed by him and his toughness um and, and, and his leadership through that and then also just how he um you know rallied everybody together and and led that way so um, I just think that there were two different personalities that led in very, very different ways, but were just as effective. And, and you know, something that showed to me that you can lead in very different ways and, and, and be effective in both ways. So, um, you know, definitely appreciate both of them for that. Yeah, two good examples of two completely, you know, different ways to do it. Like you said, I mean, Greg was very, yeah. very reserved and quiet didn't feel the need to talk just to talk like some people sometimes do 
So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we we transition from high school ball to college now, and you head over to Denison, and you have a nice little career over there for you. Talk about what that was like to go from um, small high school football in Northeast Ohio to Division three football in uh, in the same in the state. Yeah. So, you know, I think, uh, one of the biggest things that I, that I look back on and and think about is, um, you know, when you, when you play in high school, it's kind of the first time that you really have coaching that is impressionable on you. I think when you're in middle school, you're kind of learning the game, but then when you get to high school, um, you know, something that was really big, you know, for our program was, you know, X's and O's were important, but kind of took a backseat to really just teaching how to be uh, like a high quality man um, and just how to handle yourself um, and teaching those lessons through football. And I think when I got to college, um, you know, you kind of realize that not everybody has that type of um, coaching in high school. You have kids coming in who have been coached every which different way. Um, and you can kind of tell you, you can look at a guy and you can say, okay, I can kind of tell what your high school experience was. Um, and I just think that I was set up, uh, to succeed in that way. And that, um, you know, you, you just, you were always, there's never a doubt in where your motivations were uh in terms of just trying to take the team to the the best level i think um you know sometimes you know uh you had people who maybe were more concerned with how their stats came out or stuff like that but you know that was never anything that even occurred and i even crossed my mind you know at, at hawken um you know there was that kind of just that one singular focus and i think that kind of the structure that we had um really really laid that into you and it was almost you had to it was harder to not get that ingrained in yourself than it was to have it ingrained in you so uh you just you you realize how the various experiences that people have um in high school uh and then they all kind of come under one roof and you know you have obviously we you've talked about on on with past people just the shared experience and obviously you have that um, with your, your college, uh, friends as well, but it's just different. You know, you're not, you know, when you hit the summer, you all go back to your various hometowns and everything, you know, whereas us, we're with each other year round in high school. So it's just a different type of, of experience. And, um, I, I think that coming out of Hawking, I was put in the best position to succeed at, at Denison and, uh, was able to, you know, be a leader there and and be a captain there as well. Um, and I think that just, you know, those, those roots and that, um, mentality of just how to carry yourself and how to approach the game, um, was ingrained in my mind at, in high school. And that's just, you know, unfortunate that not everybody gets to play for someone like your dad and, uh, you know, really just kind of, I, I think you appreciate it at the time, but when you play for someone else and, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I, I love my coaches at Denison. I'm not speaking ill of any of them. It's just, you realize that not everybody had 
the, you know, those coaches in high school. So, and, you know, got, got to play for, for some great coaches at Denison as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's just, you just realize you really kind of get to, to appreciate the experience that Hawking football really is, um, when you're around people that you tell weren't in it. Um, I would say that's the biggest difference. Um, obviously when it comes to the game, you know, there's a different speed to the game. There's definitely, um, you know, uh, you take a level up in, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, amount of time committed to it and all that. It's kind of like a little bit more of a full-time job. So, um, but I think the biggest difference there is just, uh, you know, looking at people and, 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 and understanding that everybody comes from a different experience and just appreciating really what, what Hawking football was. Thanks, John. Thanks for, yeah. uh, thanks for sharing with us, uh, your experience uh, with Hawking and how it prepared you, not just uh, athletically, but academically to sort of set yourself up for success over at uh, Denison when you were there. So, yeah. Um, what are you up to these days, John? Where are you? Where are you at? What are you doing? Yeah. So I've been in, uh, I've been in New York city um, since graduation. So about seven years now, which is crazy to say, but um, working, uh, working in healthcare, uh, banking, uh, in equity capital markets. So, uh, it's been, uh, it's been fun. And, you know, I think, um, you talk about all the, um, things that were ingrained in you at, at Hawken, um, you know, they're definitely still in my mind in the professional world. You know, the, the one we, everybody talks about is get better, get worse. I think that's, you know, definitely something, uh, you, you take to the professional world. I think another one is, um, you know, in the uh, preseason when your opponent is self. And I think that um, I take that, you know, whether if I think about it weekly or every other week, um, you know, you t- when you, when you're in the working world, some days you, you need to, you fight yourself, you fight your own complacency, you fight your own, um, you know, desires and, and, you know, maybe the desire to not, work so hard or, you know, you fight those. And so, um, I was, I was thinking about it with, you know, preparing to come on and, and, and I think that's one of the lasting things of the program when it comes to the the professional world is just that mindset of sometimes you don't have a clear cut opponent. That's, it's just yourself. So long, yeah, another long winded answer for you. A lot, but. A lot of days and a lot of weeks where the opponent <laughs> yeah. is self where the yeah. opponent is self for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so just, hoping potentially maybe to make my way back, uh, back towards the Midwest. Uh, you know, I haven't been here in New York for seven years, but, um, it's definitely, uh, a different, uh, different animal than, than, uh, than Cleveland. <laughs> well, whenever that time happens, whenever that opportunity and that door opens up, uh, it'll be nice to have you come back to, uh, to Northeast Ohio. Um, John, it was great. It was great chatting with you. I appreciate yeah. uh, I appreciate your time coming on and talking about your experience within the program and all of the stories with uh, with your teammates, your classmates, the the wins and the uh, the losses and how they molded and formed who you are. Um, you've grown a lot since uh, that yeah. first that first day I met you, and uh, and I'm proud to see uh, to see everything that you're doing these days. Um, so 
I appreciate you coming on and I thank you for uh, taking this trip down to the river. Thanks, John. Yeah. Thanks for having me on and uh, appreciate everything that you've done for me since that first day. And um, just, uh, just very happy and, and humbled to be able to have gone through the, the Hawk and football program. So thanks. Thanks for having me on. For sure. Thanks for spending time with us today. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend and spread the word. And until the next episode, like my dad always says, good night, Irene. <laughs>